听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Morse Read. 欢迎您收听轻松调频美文阅读 Morse Read。我是沈听，让我们在这里一起听美文、学英语。More to read， 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote。Fear is the main source of superstition, and one of the main sources of cruelty. To conquer fear is the beginning of wisdom. Bertrand Russell. 恐惧是迷信的根源，也是造成残忍的主要原因之一。智慧始于征服恐惧。伯特兰·罗素。伯特兰·罗素于1872年出生于英国的威尔士 ，1970 年去世。他毕业于剑桥大学三一学院，获得研究员职位，是英国哲学家、数学家、逻辑学家、历史学家、文学家，也是分析哲学的主要创始人，世界和平运动的倡导者和组织者。1950年，罗素获得诺贝尔文学奖，其主要作品有《西方哲学史》《哲学问题》。新的分析、物的分析等。北京大学哲学系教授何怀鸿这样评价罗素：很少有人能像罗素一样横跨文理，在哲学、数学、历史、文学、教育学等领域同时取得超长的建树。不过，罗素将近百年的漫长一生，从来不是一位安坐于书斋的学者。他的行迹遍布世界，对各种异域文化充满了好奇与同情。且从不以西方中心主义的眼光来看待他国，他是一位身体力行的社会活动家与和平主义者。Fear is the main source of superstition, and one of the main sources of cruelty. To conquer fear is the beginning of wisdom. Bertrand Russell. 恐惧是迷信的根源，也是造成残忍的主要原因之一。智慧始于征服恐惧。伯特兰·罗素。Arthur Rimbaud, far away from birds and herds and village girls, I was drinking, kneeling down in some heather, surrounded by soft hazel copses, in an afternoon mist 
warm and green. What can I have been drinking in that young was? Voiceless elms, flowerless turf, overcast sky. What did I draw from the gourd of the wine? Some golden liquor, pale, which causes sweating. Such as I was, I should have made a poor ensign. Then the storm changed the sky until the evening. It was black countries, lakes, poles, colonnades under the blue night, railway stations. The water from the woods trickled away into virgin sands. The wind from the sky threw sheets of ice across the ponds. But, like a fisher for gold or shellfish, to think that I did not bother to drink. Lei Yuanichinyao 无声的榆树无花的草坪这黑暗的乡村湖水船高然而想逃去黄金或贝壳的渔夫不会去想我喝酒的心思中文版本有南海之声的主持人米亚牛为您朗诵阿尔蒂尔兰波是法国的天才诗人他于一八五四年出生于夏尔维勒一八九一年卒于马赛只活了三十七个春秋从童年时候起阿尔蒂尔兰波就以其
和丰富人生构成的传奇，它为后来的世界确立了一种生存和反叛的范式。二十世纪后，兰波族成为了专有名词，崇拜模仿兰波的群体越来越壮大。二战结束后，作家亨利·米勒预言，在未来世界上，兰波型将取代哈姆雷特型和浮士德型，其趋势是走向更深的分裂。1968年，法国巴黎的反叛学生将兰波的诗句写在革命的街垒上：“我愿成为任何人，要么一切，要么全无。”Far away from birds and herds and village girls, I was drinking, kneeling down in some heather, surrounded by soft hazel copses, in an afternoon mist, warm and green. What can I have been drinking in that young was? Voiceless elms, flowerless turf, overcast sky. What did I draw from the gourd of the wine? Some golden liquor, pale, which causes sweating. Such as I was, I should have made a poor ensign. Then the storm changed the sky, until the evening. It was black countries, lakes, poles, colonnades under the blue night, railway stations. The water from the woods trickled away into virgin sands. The wind from the sky threw sheets of ice across the ponds. But, like a fisher for gold or shellfish, to think that I did not bother to drink. Beauty of words. 欢迎您继续收听轻松调频美文阅读 More to Read. 我是沈听。下面让我们一起来感受 Beauty of Words. 沙伯里原名 Sidney Shapiro， 其中文名取博学明理之意。中国籍犹太人，翻译家。1915年，他出生于美国纽约，毕业于圣约翰大学法律系，曾任中国作家协会会员、全国政协委员、宋庆龄基金会理事。2010年12月，沙伯里获中国翻译文化终身成就奖； 2011年4月，获影响世界华人终身成就奖； 2014年10月18日，沙伯里在北京的家中安详辞世，享年99岁。那么接下来我们要读到的文章就节选自沙伯里的英文自传《My China: The Metamorphosis of a Country and a Man》当中的节选片段。文章的题目是《A Craving for Adventure》，渴望冒险。中文版本由我的同事念希为您朗读，由任东升、焦林翻译。《A Craving for Adventure》by Sidney Shapiro， 渴望冒险。Shaboli. In 
I was one of a crew of nursemaids to a 40mm Bofors anti-aircraft gun. We were stationed in a swamp euphemistically known as the Jersey Meadows, guarding Westinghouse and General Electric plants from attack by German bombers. There were about a dozen of us. We served in shifts, two hours on, four hours off, around the clock, waiting for the raids, which fortunately, considering our marksmanship, never came. 一九四一年，我成了伯福斯四十毫米高射炮兵般的一员，出差在美其名曰泽西湿地的一片沼泽区，保卫西屋电器和通用电器公司的工厂免受德国飞机轰炸。我们一共十来个人轮流值守，上两
那会儿我丝毫料不到，就跟维多利亚时期小说里写的那样，我做的这个决定竟成了领我踏上去中国安身立业之路的第一步。To keep ourselves busy and because we were interested, a few of us satting on Chinese language courses at the University of Hawaii in our spare time. By that time, I was really hooked on Chinese. 为了不闲着。也是出于对汉语的兴趣，我们几个人得空时旁听了夏威夷大学的汉语课程。到了那会儿，我才真的迷上学汉语。The end of 1946 found me back in New York, a civilian again. Under the GI Bill, a veteran was entitled to pay tuition in a university plus subsistence allowance for roughly as many years as he had served in the armed forces. I decided to use some of that time studying more Chinese, until I could make up my mind what I wanted to do with my life. I enrolled at Columbia, taking nothing but Chinese language courses. I did two terms there, then transferred to Yale, where I did a third. 一九四六年底，我返回纽约，又成了平头百姓一个。根据退伍军人权利法案。退伍兵可以免学费进高校学习，且有与当兵年限相匹配的生活津贴。于是我就决定好好利用这段时间，接着深造汉语。等弄明白过怎样的生活再说别的。我进了哥伦比亚大学，不学别的，只学汉语。在那儿学了两个学期后，转入耶鲁大学，学了第三学期。Wandering amid Yale's ivy-clad towers was pleasant enough, but I couldn't go on being a schoolboy indefinitely. To what use could I put the Chinese, which so intrigued me? A few of the Chinese students I had met at Columbia and Yale suggested that I go to China. They said an American lawyer who spoke Chinese would certainly do well. I wasn't so sure, but the idea appealed to me. After hitchhiking and riding freight across America during the Depression, why not a trip across the Pacific? I still had a craving for adventure. 漫步于耶鲁校园，驻足于爬满常青藤的哥特式尖塔下，确实令人惬意。但我总不能就这么一直当个学生吧？汉语令我如此心醉，可学了又有什么用呢？在哥伦比亚和耶鲁结识的几位中国同学都建议我到中国去，说会汉语的美国律师肯定混得开。我没那么自信，但这主意很有诱惑力。大萧条时期，我连搭便车、扒货运火车、横穿美国的事儿都干了，再来一次横渡太平洋又有何难？况且，我依然渴望冒险。My total finances consisted of five hundred U.S. dollars, my army discharge bonus. I spent three hundred dollars of it for a ticket on a small freighter, which had passenger accommodations for four, traveling from New York to Shanghai via the Panama Canal. 我的全部身家就五百美金，是那笔退役费。我花其中三百买了张四人舱的小型货轮船票。
，从纽约起航，途经巴拿马运河，驶向上海。I was sick as a dog from the time we passed Cape Hatteras off the Carolinas. What is it they say about seasickness? First, you are afraid you'll die. Then, you're afraid you won't. Miraculously, from the Panama Canal on, I was cured. I began to enjoy the beauty of the sea, its changing shades of blue and grey and green. We saw porpoises and whales. We came quite close to one great cow of a mother whale and her baby. They lay meditating, placidly unconcerned. 途经卡罗来纳州附近的哈特拉斯角后，我晕吐的不成人样。人们是怎么说晕船来着？起先是怕一命呜呼，后来是怕求死不能。到了巴拿马运河，我竟奇迹般的不晕了，便能欣赏到大海之美。从深邃湛蓝到朦胧灰暗，再到翡翠碧波。变化万千，海豚和鲸鱼遨游其间。我们曾一度距离一头巨型母鲸和它的幼鲸很近，它们四平八稳地漂浮着，一副若有所思的样子，对我们熟视无睹。The ocean began turning yellow when we were still three days from land. We were approaching the estuary of the Yangtze, running from the far west across China's middle, past Chongqing, Wuhan, and Nanjing, to the bustling eastern port of Shanghai, which means literally "on the sea." The yellow tinge deepened to brown. A hazy blur grew on the horizon. China. 离靠岸还有三天，海水开始泛黄。船向着长江口驶进，长江发源于中国的西部，横穿中部，流经重庆、武汉、南京，最后到达繁华的东部港口上海。字面意思就是在海上。黄色海水渐深至褐色，海平面上浮现出朦胧的轮廓，是中国。A craving for adventure, by Sidney Shapiro. In 1941, I was one of a crew of nursemaids to a 40mm Bofors anti-aircraft gun. We were stationed in a swamp euphemistically known as the Jersey Meadows, guarding Westinghouse and General Electric plants from attack by German bombers. There were about a dozen of us. We served in shifts, two hours on. Four hours off, around the clock, waiting for the raids, which fortunately, considering our marksmanship, never came. Then word spread that an army specialized training program had been established. Men were being sent to the universities in uniform to learn foreign languages for possible future assignment abroad. Why not? I had had a few years of French in high school and college. At least it would get me out of the swamp. I applied, spruce and polished. I stood smartly at attention before the board. They informed me I had passed the French tests. 
However, they said, they had more French students than they could use. How would I like to study Chinese? I stood goggle-eyed, gaping like a cod. A major oiled in smoothly with a soft sail. You live in New York City, don't you? Yes, sir. Well, while I'm not at liberty to divulge the details, I can tell you this: the college we're planning to send you to is in New York State. You'll be able to get home fairly often. I still hesitated. Chinese, I'd never given it a thought. The major threw in the clincher. It's co-ed. I'll take it. Little did I know, as they say in the Victorian novels, that the decision I had made was the first step along the road to a life and a career in China. To keep ourselves busy, and because we were interested, a few of us sat in on Chinese language courses at the University of Hawaii in our spare time. By that time, I was really hooked on Chinese. The end of 1946 found me back in New York. A civilian again. Under the GI Bill, a veteran was entitled to pay tuition in a university plus subsistence allowance for roughly as many years as he had served in the armed forces. I decided to use some of that time studying more Chinese until I could make up my mind what I wanted to do with my life. I enrolled at Columbia, taking nothing but Chinese language courses. I did two terms there, then transferred to Yale, where I did a third. Wandering amid Yale's ivy-clad towers was pleasant enough, but I couldn't go on being a schoolboy indefinitely. To what use could I put the Chinese, which so intrigued me? A few of the Chinese students I had met at Columbia and Yale suggested that I go to China. They said an American lawyer who spoke Chinese would certainly do well. I wasn't so sure, but the idea appealed to me. After hitchhiking and riding freight across America during the Depression, why not a trip across the Pacific? I still had a craving for adventure. My total finances consisted of five hundred U.S. dollars, my army discharge bonus. I spent three hundred dollars of it for a ticket on a small freighter, which had passenger accommodations for four, traveling from New York to Shanghai via the Panama Canal. I was sick as a dog from the time we passed Cape Hatteras off the Carolinas. What is it they say about seasickness? First, you are afraid you will die, then you are afraid you won't. Miraculously, from the Panama Canal on, I was cured. I began to enjoy the beauty of the sea, its changing shades of blue and grey and green. We saw porpoises and whales. We came quite close to one great cow of a mother whale and her baby. They lay meditating, placidly unconcerned. The ocean began turning yellow when we were still three days from land. We were approaching the estuary of the Yangtze, running from the far west across China's middle, past Chongqing, Wuhan, and Nanjing, to the bustling eastern port of Shanghai, which means literally on the sea. The yellow tinge deepened to brown. A hazy blur grew on the horizon. China.
感谢您收听今天的美文阅读节目。您也可以通过云听 App 在线实时收听美文阅读以及轻松调频的其他节目。今天的节目就到这儿，我是沈听，我们明天见。